passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, Colts Nation? We're here back with Believe in Colts, myself and my guy, Gerard Powers, special guest with us today. My guest is, well, I mean, he played 14 seasons in the NFL. He's a three-time Pro Bowler, (laughs) Super Bowl champion, and 15th all-time in the NFL tackles list. Wow, yeah, let's let's give it up for Antoine Bethay. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> all right. Slash owner, slash everything. My man, my man, one of the most accomplished people in sports, period, man. I'm glad you was able to come on, man. Man, I uh, appreciate y'all for having me. Word, man. Let's go on, uh, not waste no time since I got a two-year-old in here that might explode at any moment, man. Uh Let's just go and jump in it. Uh, before the Colts made, you know, the decision and trading for uh, Matt Ryan and all that, what was your thoughts on the situation and everything that was going on with the Colts and how the fans are kind of just been waiting for Chris Ballard's, you know, perfect plan to come to fruition? Man, I think everybody was was waiting. Um, and, you know, I on the man-to-man pod with, uh, with my guy, D-Buck, we were kind of talking about it where when they uh, decided to let Carson Wentz walk, um, and my first thing was like, man, they, they have to have something up their sleeve, you know, uh, just because, you know, I think everybody was kind of had a bad taste in their mouth of how the how the season went. And however you how you however you look at that of who who has to fall on the sword, it is what it is. But um, I always thought, like, OK, they have to have something up their sleeve. And um, with the quarterbacks, I was out there, Russell Wilson, um, you know, didn't know what was going to happen with uh with a with a rod um those are the in you know, deshaun watson those are the quarterbacks i'm like okay well if you go get those guys it's an immediate you know better right. move um but once those guys got the move and you had jimmy g out there where i thought was kind of a, a lateral move and then you know recently when baker uh when cleveland signed deshaun and baker was out there i'm like nah i didn't like that move. um and yesterday, you know, before the, it, it came out, you know, uh, my guy Darius Butler asked me. He was like, "Who you like, Matty, Matty Ice, um, Jimmy G, or Bacon?" Without a blink of an eye, I'm gonna say Matt Ryan. Um, I just think it's a, a great move for the coach. I think it's a great move for the locker room. And I know a lot of people are talking about, um, you know, it's only two to three years. Um, typically, that's all. That's all we giving quarterbacks anyway. You know, if you get a rookie quarterback to come into a locker room, we only really giving them three years to show what they have. I don't, you know, the, the game is not patient enough to see 
what that quarterback can give you. Um, I don't think Jimmy G was a long-term um, – I don't think he was a long-term plug-in. I don't think Baker was a long-term plug-in. So, again, Matty Ice, man, what he's able to give you, um, if you had to go play a game tomorrow, what he's bringing to that locker room again, when he steps in that huddle, he's going to be a for-sure leader. He's been doing it for so long. And in my eyes, he plays the, he plays the quarterback position better than the other two. Um, and I don't think anybody in the draft this year um, would be available at the spot that the coach would probably be picking to really be like, hey, this is our guy, so I, I, I love the move. It's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. If you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including bracket contests, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I know we were talking yesterday on the pod as well, and uh, that was my take on it. You know, I, I I felt like Matt Ryan was the better fix for right now just because of the leadership, just because of, you know, the things he's accomplished. And like you said, just playing the quarterback the right way and all the other guys, there was just so many other questions or variables it was just like man like you've been in that coach locker room like you've been a part of you know the organization and like I was telling Lawrence like you know even the bad the bad years we had like I remember 2011 the bad year we had we still had the tightest locker room like we still had chemistry we still had those things and that's one of the the things that I was saying like with Baker you know I never I never really questioned his play you know I I hate judging guys off their play because you just never know what somebody's going through fighting through injuries and all that I said but how he's handled you know, everything. I said, oh, that's not going to fit in that coach atmosphere. You know, everybody is in this family type mode when it comes to the Indianapolis organization. So Matt Ryan, to me, was just the better fix just because of, of the things that you said, you know, just playing the right way, leadership, uh, the things that he's accomplished. Uh, you know, he's been to a Super Bowl, you know, like like you plug him in right now, you know that you got a chance to win on Sunday. So that was my take on it as well. What about you, Lawrence? Well, my take is, especially after talking with you yesterday, after talking with um, uh, another guy, Will McFadden, yesterday, uh, afterwards, which I wish you could have been able to join, but you were otherwise engaged at the time. Yeah. Um, I like I like the move. Uh, I've been going over his film uh, from last year, and I don't see the, the, the real loss of arm strength that they're talking about that Matty Ice has. Uh, a lot of people are talking about that, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, he really didn't have superb arm strength to begin with. You know, he was more about diagnosing a defense, getting an accurate pass. If he needed to put zip on the ball in a tight window, you know, in a 10 to 20-yard range, he was able to do that last year. I'm good with that, you know. My only question is, how long is is he going to be able to play at an, at an upper tier level for the Indianapolis Colts? I don't know. You were talking about it, A.B. It, really, the Colts are probably going to have to find themselves a young guy at some point and kind of groom him into that starting position while they still have uh, Matt Ryan on the roster. Would you think that? 
Yeah, no, I think that's the the the, the, the ideal situation. You know, um, you bring a, a proven vet in. Um, he's gonna come in. He's gonna go learn the system. Um, and and then one thing about the Armstrong, I'm like, man, you got probably one of the best old lines in front of you. Um, you fill a little, fill a gap here and there. You got one of the better running backs <laughs> behind you. So it's like, what what we gonna come? What we gonna ask Matt Ryan to do? He's gonna do a, a a great job, you know, before the snap, you know, getting people in the right place, you know, getting us in the right play, um, and, and just up above the shoulders what he'll be able to bring. But again, like you said, if you can bring a young guy in, sit behind him for a year or two, just see how they, you know, how how the, the process during the week goes, or how they break it down film, how to assess a, a opposing team defense. That's what you that's what you want, man. Um... You know, talking about the offense, obviously, we know the, the coach, you know, need some more receivers, need to kind of put some talent around Matt Ryan. But just, you know, pausing on the offense a little bit and jumping to the defense, you know, your side of the ball, your expertise and all that. What do you think the coach's defense is missing to kind of take them over the hump? You know, they've been solid the past few years. Do you think it's a player or two that's out there right now, free agency, that might can just take this defense and make it elite? Yeah, man. If we uh, if we go out there and get Stephon Gilmore, man, I think mm-hmm. that would be a huge, a huge play for them. Um, you know, uh, with the with the trade with the Raiders, man, we lost. You know, I thought one of a younger corner, Rockerson. Yeah. Um, but then we got you know Yannick. We got Yannick, somebody who can get to the quarterback. So I mean, depending on how you look at that, um, I think that was a a, a good move for us. But if we could go out there and get um Stephon Gilmore. And if we could get get us a safety, we lost, uh, you know, George Odom. You know, he was a special teams ace, but you know, he he when he stepped into that safety role, he played well as he played really good. So if we could get us a corner of safety, um, I think I think we I think we'll be good on that side of the ball. Excellent. Yeah, I was because we was. I was asked about that too on whether or not the Colts could, you know, was just a player or two from being one of those like 85 bears, 2000 Ravens type defenses. You know what I mean? And yeah, I I think so too. One or two really special players does bringing already having the pieces we had in place. Does bringing Matt Ryan make uh, the Colts, a more appealing target, do you think, for free agents? And is and and did Ballard wait too long to get a guy? Is it is it too late? You know what I mean? Um. So I think this is this is where you know Chris Ballard pays the big bucks. Um, mm-hmm. being able to construct a team, and you don't always have to do it by going to get um the big names or, or making right. that big splash. I do feel as though um. You know, maybe potentially some guys that would have came over if we would have had a quarterback sooner, we could have probably made a move here and there. But with bringing in Matt Ryan, you still can go out there and get some guys that fits what you're trying to do in your building. And again, I think that's uh, when we when when I was there, when JP, when you were there, I think that was one of the biggest reasons why we were successful. Like if you look at a Pierre Garçon, like it wasn't he wasn't he didn't have a huge name when he when he came in, but. The coach knew what they wanted to see. Austin Collie, he didn't have a huge name, but he fit our system. You know what I mean? So, again, I think uh, you can go out there and you still can find guys that you can plug in and um, their asset will, will set huge for, for the team and for their offense. Tons of people take multivitamins. 
but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With a delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended for diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Uh, Torn, I know you watch football daily, you know, keep up with it all. Does Julio still have any left in the tank? Is there is, is there a possibility maybe Matty, Matt Ron and Julio can rekindle, you know, something? And Because uh, for right now, a guy like Julio, you can get him for cheap, you know, for Julio, you know, steak, you can get him from cheap. Yeah. Do you think that Julio could be a, a good piece added to that wide receiver room? I think so. But then it's it's, it's about expectations too, right? So Julio has that has to come in with a a set expectation. Right. Um, the coach team has to come in as a, a have they have to have a, a expectation for Julio as well. So we can't think that Julio is gonna come in and be like he was when he first came in the league. You know what right. I mean? Um, obviously in the past years he's dealt with some injuries, but you know if we come if we we have him, um, such as like a um. Uh, AJ AJ Green kind of came in uh, and, and played a yeah. role out there in um in in, in um in Arizona. I, I I can see that you still got you got Jarvis Landry out there. Hey, mm. can we go out there and make that move? Um, and again, it's all about putting the pieces together. It doesn't have to have it doesn't have to be a a, a huge name. It just has to work for the right. coach. That's all it has to do. Work for the coach. See that's that's interesting because then let, let's bring injuries into the in, into the conversation because uh, Odell Beckham Jr. just tweeted earlier about how much of a fan he was of Matt Ryan going to the Colts. Is his ACL injury is would that be a problem uh, when it came to the Colts? Because I mean he probably wouldn't be ready to what mid season if he thought about coming to Indy. Well, um, you know, these guys are different nowadays, man. You know, ACL is <laughs> six months now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and then, you know, if the way guys take care of the body, how much money they're putting in um, maintenance of their body, it's, 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 it's different now. You know, you've seen Cam Akers come off of Achilles last year and play six yeah. months. Crazy. So, I don't think the ACL will be much of a problem as people would, would think. Um, again, man, it, it's all about the fit. Where where does OBJ come in? If if he would be willing to come to Indy, where would he fit with the offense? Um, and I think that's the biggest thing when you sit down in the meeting rooms. Is like when we plug this guy in, like how how would it help us? Man, I got an interesting question for you, man. So uh, when the whole draft thing started to happen and, and Chris Ballard and Ursay came out so vocally 
uh, kind of letting the fan base know that they weren't happy with the quarterback situation. It was my first time seeing Ursay really speak out about a player, about a certain position. Uh, you know Ursay, you know, just like uh, the rest of the guys that's been around the coach organization for a long time. What was your thoughts on that when uh, the coach came out and was so vocal about, you know, trying to upgrade that position? Because that's something we're not used to in, in that culture. You know, we, we, we're we used to everything staying in-house. You know, everybody think it's a cool, smooth slate in the, in the organization. But when they came out speaking like that, it was kind of a shock to me. I liked it, don't get me wrong, because, you know, it challenges guys to make sure everybody's, you know, responsible for their job. But what was your take on that? Because it was kind of – out of the ordinary for Ursay to kind of come out as 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 he did talking about Carson Wentz. Nah, man, I I, I respected it, man. And then you gotta look, just look at how the season ended. You know, um, you you go out there and you give up a first rounder for a guy. Um, you expect to be in the playoffs in your right. last two your last two games of the season. You lose to Oakland and you lose to Jacksonville. That's a no no. Um, so again, I kind of mentioned it earlier. Like somebody has to fall on the sword, and you know, you look at a guy that you bring in that you thought could take your team um, to the promised land and um, and for some parts of the season didn't play well. So, again, it's about accountability. And, JP, as you know, um, I think every team that you've been on, that I've been on, um, at the beginning of the season, that's one of the words that we always talk about is accountability. And right. it's, not all, it's not all on Carson Wentz. And, and I'll be a fool to sit here and say it was all on Carson Wentz, but to hear um, – Ursay and Chris Ballard come out and speak out on that. Like you said, it holds guys accountable. Like if you don't play um, to, to, to the standard that we, we need here, you know I mean? We got to get yeah. you out of here. So you've been around the league. You've been on different teams. Um, when it comes to how a team is built, like whether it's through the draft and being frugal in, in – uh, free agency or just going out and spending which do you think is the uh the the better way of going about it <laughs> I, I don't think it is a better way um I just, again it, it's it's about what you prefer um it's about what you prefer and then it's about really like your owner your your owner does he have the time and the patience for you you know what i mean because if you have an owner Who's, who has the patience and has the trust in the gym and the head coach, then, of course, I think people will say, look, we're going to draft the guys that we want to draft. But, hey, head coach is not getting – they're not getting five years, six years. Like, I think everybody's at the point like, look, we want to win right now. So, again, I think it's a happy medium where, you know, obviously you got to do your due diligence and you got to draft well. But then when you have a chance to go get a couple of guys in free agency that can fill holes that's proven right now, you got to go do that. Just like, you know, the, the L.A. Rams, they, they went out and spent their money on, on guys right. that were proven. Um, but again, you know, I, I've seen where shoot the coach, you know, we, we, we did it then in draft and they and we were very successful with it. Do, do you think is that that's the, the route the NFL teams are starting to go? Because like you said, you just mentioned the Rams. They did it and it paid off. The year before, Tampa did it and it paid off. Like, do you think more teams now are going that route? Like, hey, we're trying to win now. We'll spend whatever we got to do. One year deal after one year deal for all these big names and, you know, uh, to, to just host that Lombardi trophy at the end of the year. Or do you think 
doing it through the draft still works because I feel like, like you said, coaches don't have time. Like coaches don't have time to build a team and, you know, uh, do the things like it was when we first got in the league and when we first started. So what do you think the NFL is going like far as everybody in the whole more so that route or is that kind of uh, the, the, the hot thing right now, but it'll cool off in the next year or so? I think it's a hot thing right now. You just hit it. Your last two Super Bowl champs did it through free agency for the most part. So I think a lot of a lot of teams are, um, you know, when when free agency hit, hey, who can we go out there and get? Who can we plug in for a year or two um, and can make a significant difference on our team? Um, I, and I look at the Cincinnati Bengals, right? So you look at the Cincinnati Bengals where they've kind of been doing it through right. the draft a little bit, you know. Um, but then this past offseason, shoot, they went out free agency. And they fill some yeah. holes on their offensive line. So again, I think you have more teams looking to 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 add some free agency um, additions here and there. But I think in the core of everything, you will want to build through the draft. Yeah. Um, and I could be wrong. I'm just that's just my opinion. But again, being able to to add some pieces here and there in free agency. But to your question, I think right now, I think people are just looking into free agency just because you know you're not giving your head coach that much time you're not giving your quarterback that much time so it's kind of a thing like we need to win in the in, in a year or two your favorite um player coach hire from this year out of out of all three of them that they happen and why with, with reggie wayne kato june and mike whoo um <laughs> oh yeah you better be careful with this one too I'm right to you. <laughs> man that that's a that's a tough one right um this one i'm gonna get my reasons why i like all three of them right <laughs> so i'm gonna go the reason why i like wees um i mean a, a, a phenomenal player um a leader in the locker room the, the city loves him, but he he's able to bring that culture back right to the position um, and the way that he'll be able to teach those receivers just the little nuances of the game. Right. Or how to play the position. He's a future Hall of Famer. Right. So obviously he's going to teach him the playbook, how to line up, but being able to read the defense, being able to help them, you know, little things at the top of their route and things of that nature. Like you, you, you just can't get that from anybody like when a guy that's been out there in the trenches and he's done it and he's done it at the the highest level and to be able to get him back in your locker room in your coaches in your coaches room is is man that's 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 phenomenal and, and then I, go ahead G. no i was about to say another thing with weeds man that i was saying yesterday like you know my four years with weeds i never saw him miss one practice one meet and you no know, any of that so just to bring that culture back to that room and expectations like them receivers ain't gonna be able to just get off the hook you know yeah. uh you know easy he gonna hold everybody accountable so that that was my thing with weeds uh being back in that locker room nah, no he doubt literally brought a hard hat to practice so you know yeah. <laughs> And then you think you think about Cato, right? You think about Cato, and I would say Cato was one of the the playmaker playmakers at the position, right? Um, the way he was able to read the quarterback, break on the ball. Um, he wasn't big in stature, but he was always around the ball. And when you look at Darius Lennon and how he's always around the ball, Man, I just think so. he can he can really give him some pointers and teach him some things, right? 
just watching on film, I just see some things. I'm like, oh, D. Leonard, he could have got him another one here. Or he could have got this there. So being, again, having a guy that played at the highest level, being able to sit in that room and sit next to him and say, hey, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to look at. Um, it sounds crazy to say, but I think to elevate his game, there's Leonard's game just a little bit more. But then also the other guys that surround him. Um, so I, I like that move. And then bringing Mike in, I know I, I hear everybody speak highly of when he came into the locker room. Um, I forgot what year that was. But when he came into the locker room and how he kind of changed the dynamic for those guys of how teaching them how to watch film, um, teaching them how to be a pro's pro. So to bring him back on the staff, um, again, playing the game the way he played the game, hard nose, um, yeah. a big hitter, smart. So again, have bringing those three guys into the into the into the fold of things into the locker room, um, coming from good culture football, man. Um, I'm happy to see it. And another thing with them, them three guys, you know, being back in the locker room, it's not like they've been removed for so long. Like they're still, you know, fresh in it. So, you know, as a player, I always enjoy being coached by guys that was kind of fresh out almost because you talk the same language, you seeing it the same way. And uh, it just goes a long way when you're building that chemistry. Like, like when you're going over stuff on the sideline and over plays, it's not a miscommunication thing because you're both seeing it the right way because of guys that's kind of fresh out or still, you know, been been uh, been in, I guess, the mode for a while. So, I mean, I'm excited about those three guys. And then there's young guys as well. And, you know, I ain't saying that the NFL is an old man's game, but trust me, like, a young mind or really a change the dynamic and the thought process of, of what's going on on a day-to-day -day basis, especially when it comes to the game plan, because sometimes like the older guys, older coaches can be stuck in their ways where they need some new, fresh, young information and, you know, changes. So I just think just bringing that, that element to the game uh, is just going to help out the coaching staff a lot. Like I can only imagine how them coaching meetings going to be when those guys are starting to speak their minds and their philosophies and what they think, you know, we should approach, you know, the week, you know, week by week, every uh, day in the NFL. So I think it's going to boost, you know, everything tremendously, not just the locker room, but the coaching, you know, coaching staff period too. Yeah. And then even, even to piggyback on that, right. When you think about, just think about those guys just being able to talk to those young guys about life outside of the locker room. Like, you know, sure, like I've been through the league. I've been through the same thing that you're going through, dealing with the same things that you're dealing with, and be able to have those coaches right there for you. I think that's going to play a huge part as well. So I got a question for both of you. Um, it's going to be a little bit different. It's a little bit of a personal question. So if you don't want to answer it because you're like, I really don't want to give that up, <laughs> I understand. Each of you, what was the one play that most impressed yourself that you had done? And then the one play that you can't believe, like you were disgusted in yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I can't believe I just did that. You know? <laughs> uh, I go for No, Twan, I'll let you go first. Go, go ahead, Twan. I want to hear, hear what you got. I would say the play that I think about the most that I left on the field, we were playing the Baltimore. Well, it was both of these times we were playing Baltimore, one at home, one in Baltimore. Uh, one play I was – it was – I forgot who the receiver was. But he ran an out route. Um, I was in the slot, and I broke on it. And if I would have caught it, it would have been a 100-yard touchdown. It hit me in my chest. 
and um and I dropped it. And, oh. I, and another one, it was in Baltimore. I was playing in the post. I broke on a deep over route. Um, and another one hit me in the bread basket in the stomach, and I dropped it. It would have been another pick six. Um, but one of the plays that I always um talk about, it was um I was playing in Arizona. Oh, I was playing on Arizona. Uh, we were playing in Philly, and um, I broke on a I broke on a good one, and it was a toe tap on the sideline. That it was a it was a good play. It was a couple plays that I kind of was impressed with myself, but I I I I'll say that one was the one. Okay. Uh, for me, it'd be the two players that I kind of think about a lot. That kind of could have, I guess left me in kind of coach history a little bit when we played the Patriots in uh, 2009 and we uh, had that fourth down stop um, earlier in that game, I'm going Randy Moss, uh, you know, zero coverage. And I, I read the slant and I break on, it would have been a 99 yard pick six. You know, I, I break on, cause I don't think Randy Moss could have caught me. You know, I'm, I was the fastest person in the league, at least in my mind. <laughs> I was. But uh, so if I would have caught that, and then it's Randy Moss and Tom Brady's throwing it, you know, it's just one of them things. It's just like, damn, I could have told my kids, like, yeah, Tom Brady threw this ball. I'm going Randy Moss. I pick it, and it's 99 to the crib. Uh, but then on that same that same play, uh, Melvin Bullet probably is happy I dropped this, though. But uh, on that third down, before the fourth down stop. You know, I, I jumped the out route on Wes Welker and literally on our sideline and go right through my hand and it would have been another pick six. Uh, <laughs> so it was just one of them things. But I tell people all the time, I used to always have jam thumbs. That's the reason I used to drop a lot of picks. But the, uh, <laughs> the, the play that I probably remember the most, um, it, it, it probably just not one single play, but just being able to go against some greats and make plays versus greats, you know, you know, like the Randy Mosses, the uh, Steve Smiths, like, you know, even Reggie, I remember my, my rookie year, we in training camp and uh, I'm guarding Reggie and I pick off Peyton, you know, on a post to Reggie. And after the after practice, Bill Polian comes to me and says the next day I have to follow Reggie everywhere he go in practice. I thought it was just something that they were just testing me out or whatever the case may be. And mind you, I didn't shut Reggie down by any means, but I think I proved to people I, I, I can start in the NFL. And then from that point on, I was a starter you know, as a rookie uh, in the NFL. So that training camp, just making plays versus guys that I grew up idolizing, you know, Reggie, like I remember Reggie in Miami, you know, remember watching Peyton when he was at Tennessee, you know. Um, so just, you know, being in that atmosphere and making plays and kind of, you know, boosting my confidence to let me know I belong in the league, you know, that, those are probably some of the, the ones that just stick out the most. That, that was all I had for you, though, Tuan. I mean, I, I appreciate you, y'all. My man, Antoine Bethea, uh, former coach, great. You know, check him out with the man-to-man pod. Him and another great coach, Darius Butler. Appreciate you ha- Appreciate you coming on, my man. Man, you know, anytime, anytime, man. I got a lot of time on my hands, so y'all just holler at me whenever y'all need me. Shout out to Howard. Shout out to Howard. appreciate you bro that's it that is it for this believe in colts brought to you by bet online and until next time as usual go colts sir
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.